I'm going to try with the best of the anointing God's given me to try to bring out a word this morning because I've, I've been dealing with, yesterday I had a little spiritual experience with God. And I'm not talking spiritual, but it was spiritual. But it's that I, I started appreciation. I started seeing things of the great God we serve. Amen. It's just a powerful being. This God we call is powerful. This is not just somebody sitting up there on a seat on a throne and just letting everything have its way. He, he has a, his words are powerful. His, his, his presence is powerful. I mean, things have to change because we serve him. He gives us that presence. He gives us that power. Today, I'm going to try my very best to try to explain to you and with my little feeble mind, because I ain't got much ready to start off. <laughs> you ain't lying, brother. <laughs> yeah. oh. I didn't say that. <laughs> but, oh, amen. Thank you, brother. I need your encouragement. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God is a good God, amen. I want to talk to you today about who do we serve today? I mean, do we understand who God is? And I went over that back over in my spirit. I've been over that for months and months. I mean, I'm born again and love the Lord, but I don't know him. <laughs> Come on. I, and when I'm saying that, I can only in my little feeble mind begin to imagine how glorious this being is. We call God Amen. and the power he possesses. It's amazing. I go through this a lot because I, I want you to get a little picture of, of and it, it's only a little because we can't in our mind imagine the size of God. Amen. Years ago, they developed the light year. And the light year is that, gee, they couldn't number the universe by miles. There was no way they could no, put a number on it because it was so humongous. Amen. So they developed the light year, and that's how fast light travels at 186,000 miles per second in a year. <laughs> Listen, I started thinking, man, my head was hurting, bro. They said every second, like it go around the earth seven times. To travel from the earth to the sun, it would take about eight minutes at 186,000 miles per second. <laughs> the nearest star to us, Alpha Centauri, would take about four years. The nearest star to our solar system. Four years at 186,000 miles per second. They estimate the galaxy that we live in, it would take about 100 million years light to cross our galaxy. That's only ours. Our galaxy. But you can hold a penny up, arm land, or grain of sand even. You can cover about 1,500 galaxies under that penny, bigger than our own. They estimate that in our galaxy, they have a, roughly about 100 billion stars that they can see. <laughs> and I started wondering, and I was looking at some stuff yesterday. I was just looking at God's great creation, God's wonder, God's wisdom, so to speak. And I was looking at a lot of things that God was, had made. And I was exploring the oceans, and I, was just, I said, where did that come from? And I looked at it. I said, I've never saw a creature like that in my life. They were exploring creatures that, that exist in the ocean. And I thought about it. I said, that was all in the mind of God. <laughs> and what he did, he put it all together. Functioning from the smallest atom to the biggest planet or biggest star 
a bigger solar system. And everything is so complex that I could never in my mind begin, even begin to start imagining what God was thinking. <laughs> and I thought about that over and over. This is the God I serve? <laughs> oh, I sure have been a shallow Christian, man. I sure have been praying some shallow prayers because, man, when I started seeing that the Spirit of God started rising, I felt like worshiping, hallelujah. I felt like this is a big God. This is a powerful being. This is not just somebody sitting on his throne at six foot, six foot three. He's a powerful source, a powerful glory, a powerful anointing, a powerful, oh, I mean, he just, his words are powerful. And he structured everything according to his word. And I, I just can't begin to even, who am I? And he's even mindful of me. That he even should be called his son. Yeah. What manner of love has the Father bestowed upon me that I shall be called the sons of God? This is a powerful being, man. This is just not just some Lord God. I want to read you a verse out of Deuteronomy. You don't have to turn if you don't, because I've got a few little verses I want to read. I ain't going to be that long, but the, I want you to get a picture of God, okay? Thursday night, was over here praying, and, and the Lord gave me these two verses. What does God require of me? <laughs> Seriously. What does God require of me as a Christian? What does he want me to do? Now, I'm just giving you a little picture of the God we're talking about. We're not talking about just some flimsy God. This is a powerful being, man. This is, this is an awesome Bible. Says he's consuming fire. And I found in my own life that I wasn't giving God what he deserved. In my worship. In my faithfulness to church. In my faithfulness to reading his, his word. If God is everything he says he is. And all that he is, we're in trouble. Oh, <laughs> we in big trouble with God. Individually, as Christians, I'm not saying you're not saved. Don't, don't get me wrong. But there's something that God is due to him that we have failed to give him. Because we're too big, busy acting, we're not given. Amen? God deserves praise and worship. With all your mind and with all your strength to love him. I've never done that yet. I've worshipped him. I've been in his presence. But to know that he deserves much more than I'm giving him, it's, it's, it's unreal. I have been doing some personal things in my life, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little testimony. I've been shutting things off. Uh, if I spend time with what I'm hearing over the television and the world and the government and, and society, it hinders me. And I'm not saying we're not supposed to be cautious of that stuff. Listen, I'm not saying hide yourself in the sand or where. I'm talking about there's times we need to focus on God. And all things will work together for those that trust Him. You get what I'm saying? It's a fearful thing to get. Listen, I had an experience a while back, and I, I don't know if I shared it before, but I was praying, and, and, and I'm telling you, I was, it was the Spirit of God. I was sitting in my chair at my house. I was sitting between my, I have a closet Janice has one I have, and I have a window, and I was praying, and I'm telling you something, God's presence fell in that little corner, and I couldn't like touch the hands of Jesus. I mean, it was that powerful, and God moved on me that day, and I shook myself, and I was laying on the side of my wife. Oh, you, you don't tell me God can't do it, because he says he did it with Philip, with the eunuch, took him up and carried him over to another city to preach. 
And it was so real. It scared the hell out of me, man. And I really want to get in that awesome presence. First of all, with things in my life and my heart that need to be straightened out. God is an awesome power. I want to read you some verses out of Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse. Just listen for a minute, okay? Because uh, you can turn there if you want, but I, I, I just want to get it out, okay? It says, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him. <laughs> That's the problem. Many churches that preach to fear God right out the church. Nobody fears God. Nobody, prayer is it's so flimsy and service to God is so flimsy and weak and you know I'll, I'll be there if I can I'll pray if I can I'll, I'll you know you, ever get, you know what I'm talking about I'll see God when I have time but to fear him to serve him with fear keeping his commandments and obeying his voice you shall serve him and hold fast to him grab a hold of him don't let go. Don't, don't lose him. <laughs> Come on, I'm preaching, man. To grab a hold of Jesus and hold him to get with all of your might. Amen. Don't be a Christian just on Sunday. Uh-oh. Right. Don't be a Christian just on, on, on special days. I live like I want the rest of the week, but I'm going to be a Christian on Sunday. That ain't going to work with God. You're to hold fast to him. With all your heart, and bound your heart to him, praise God. Love him and serve him with all your heart, because he's coming back, praise God. He's looking for a church without spot or blemish. He's looking for a church that's ready to serve him with all of his heart. Yes. Not a weak, flimsy church. He's looking for a, a body of believers that say, Jesus is the only way. I'm going to serve him. Listen, I don't, listen, it's not what Joe Blow's doing down the street. It's what you're doing. Hallelujah. It's not what that church is doing. It's what this church is doing. Praise God. We have a responsibility to serve and to hold on to God with all our heart. Not to love the world, neither the things of the world. If any man loves the world, the Bible says the love of the world, Father's not in him. Be ye, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be conformed not to this world, but be ye transformed. I'm going to ask you a question today. Praise God. And listen, this, this is, I have to ask my own self. What kind of desire do you have for God this morning? Your passion, your love for Jesus. Come on. Help me. Seriously. I'm ashamed of myself. Because I, some people don't think about Jesus on Sunday. The rest of the week, they put him in a closet somewhere. God is good. Another verse out of Deuteronomy, and I'm just reading for you for the sake of time. And now, Israel, what does the Lord require of you? <laughs> Watch. Now, Lanny, or now you, 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 you. What does the Lord require? Let me change the word. What does God demand of you? Hmm? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Those Ten Commandments are not ten opinions. They're not what God thinks you ought to do. <laughs> it's thus said the Lord. I don't want to shock you, but thou shalt have no other gods before you is still a commandment. That's still good today. 
If you put things before the Lord, if you put your, your sports before the Lord, your job before the Lord, if you, put, if you put your family before the Lord, then you've made another idol. He commands us, the Lord, thou shalt not make unto thee any gravage of image of any likeness of anything in heaven or earth, heaven or earth, or the, underneath the waters of the earth. I am the Lord thy God. I am a jealous God. <laughs> Wait. Are you jealous for Yvette? Somebody goes kiss Yvette and bite her neck. What are you going to do? <laughs> You think God wants us biting the neck and kissing on something else? Amen. I'm a jealous guy. I'm always going to play with my wife. I'm not a fighting man, but I'll fight when it comes to her. Amen. I remember we were sitting in Walmart one day, and, and a man was flirting with her. <laughs> I said, what is this? <laughs> what? He didn't know I was your husband? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a jealous God. He's not going to show you with this world. Come on, somebody. We as Christians need to examine our hearts today. How much of the world is in this and how much of God is in this? Oh, my. Let me preach something. <laughs> Come on. He says, says this what I require of you. What does he require of us? Okay. To fear the Lord, your God, and to walk in some of his ways. No, no, in all of his ways, right? And to love him and to serve the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. <laughs> you want me to read it again? With all your heart. I can't give God. Uh, I can't give God all my life. Well, you can't give God none of your life. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. That's how serious it is. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning. You're going to make some decisions. How much of God is in, I'm going to do serve today? What kind, of, what kind of life I'm going to live before this world? What kind of Jesus am I presenting to the world? All right. How many love the Lord still? How many still love me? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Let me, wait. Let, me, let me see where I'm going. Okay. You can turn there. Psalms, um, not, not Psalms, Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. Verse 26. I think I'm in the right place. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 41. Yeah, chapter 41, I'm sorry. Chap yeah, I'm sorry, chapter 40. Ha -ha. You're supposed to be praying for me. Already. Chapter 40, <laughs> verse 26. <laughs> Amen. Chapter 40 of Isaiah. God is a good God. Amen. And he loves us. Now, I was talking a little bit about who he is, okay, and his mass power and his mass glory. You can't stand in his presence and live. I mean, to see his face. This is a powerful being. This is not just somebody 
that you can be just chummy chummy with. It takes a strong heart to be able to stand in God's presence and live. All right? A faithful heart. You see, a lot of us, we drift away from the Lord. I've done it many times, okay? And when I drift away, I can feel that emptiness, all right? Seriously. And God doesn't want us to feel that emptiness, all right? Troubles come, problems come, marital problems, financial problems, uh, church problems. A lot of things come in to rob you of your relationship with the Lord. This is the thing that God requires that you serve him with fear and obedience to his word. That's the number one thing. Everybody in here, if that's not in your life, that's not the number one thing you have in your life, something's wrong. Okay? Our main goal is to trust the Lord, to fear God, and to serve him and love him. And wake up tomorrow morning with a desire for God. Go to bed tonight with a desire for God. I'm doing, I say you got to walk spiritual all day long. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about make a decision. Today is God's day. Tomorrow is God's day. Next year is God's year. Come on and go on and on and on and on. Because you got your daily lives. You go through your, your functions of life. You have jobs. You have things to do. And you have to think about other things sometimes, okay? But you can have a spirit of reverence, a spirit of prayer in you. Looking for an opportunity to share the Jesus that you love, okay? The God you love. There's nothing I want to talk about more than Jesus. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I go in Walmart sometimes. Listen, I'm, I'm talking about Jesus, amen? The Lord opens the door. Let's go. Amen? It's, it's ought to, it ought to be the, the desire of every Christian to look for that opportunity to share the gospel, Okay? Lift up your eyes on high. <laughs> I want to read verse 26. This, this, this blesses me, man. And see who has created these things. <laughs> Black, that's amazing. Bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Look. Amen. Look around you. Paul made it very clear in Romans that they have no excuse. The hidden invisible things that are visible or a testimony of God's power and glory. There's no way you can look around you and tell me there's no God. How stupid. An idiot got to be stupid to say, this all came from nothing. A big bang blew up and made it all. But the big bang came from nothing. God has called us as Christians to be a testimony to Jesus Christ. Look up. Look at creation itself and see what, what he has created. I'm reading from the New King James. Who brings all their hosts by numbers. Now I'm talking about the stars, the galaxies, all this stuff are spread out. Are they just there for you to look at? No, they're preaching the gospel. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> they're testifying of a great, powerful being. A God of all creation. They're testifying there is a God. How in the world could you see that and say there's no God? Come on, it's a fool in his heart that says there is no God. Amen. And, and he goes on in verse 27. 
Why do you say, O Jacob, speak, O Israel? Why? <laughs> says, why? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over. God is powerful. There is no other way we can explain all we see. This is not passed over. We, we, we can see it, Blackie. We can, we can observe it. We can observe the creation of the Lord. And he goes on. And I like this part. Verse 29. Let me read verse 28. How can you know? Have you not heard? <laughs> Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of all the ends of the earth. Neither faint nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Now, what is that saying? You can't, you can't fabricate the wisdom of God. The glory of God. There's no way to understand the full potential of God's power. It's unsearchable. You can search to your blue in the face. You'll never even get close to who he is. But what's good about that, we can know him, Blackie. We can know him. We can know his glory. We can, we, can, we can experience this God we're talking about. And there's things that are going to be revealed to us only when we get to glory. You're not going to understand. I was thinking the other day, yesterday, they estimate in your body you've got 100 trillion cells. And each one of these cells are an information box. And what they do, they, they fabricate you. They make you who you are. They send information to one another. If one of them go, sends the wrong information, that's why we got cancers and diseases. That's because something's not working right. But they heal each other. They send information to each other so that you can exist. I said, who would think about something like that? Trillions? Yeah. All together working as one body in unit to bring everything into existence? I don't, I can't. How am I going to sit in a book and read about that and try to understand that? I can't. I don't know. To understand the mind of God is unreal, man. This is a powerful being we're talking about. And he functions and he, he operates and he organizes everything. Everything that lives on this planet was designed by the, the mind of God. Oh, and I said to myself, oh, I am nothing. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm something when I achieve something. Baloney. Nothing to what he, he can even. <laughs> My God. <laughs> he gives power to the weak and to those who have no mind. He increases strength. Thank God for that, right? You ever felt weak? <laughs> you ever felt like you had no strength? But he gives power to us to live for him. He gives power for us to overcome, to overcome evil, to overcome everything that is un everything in this world that God, the devil can throw at us. God has given us the power to overcome. Listen, I don't think we understand the great God we serve as he's our protector. He has answers for everything in our life and he wants, he loves us and he wants to give us the things that we need to overcome. Anything we're facing in life. That sounds too simple. It, it is, but it's true. Come on, somebody. I said, it's true. There's nothing you're going to face. If you're a believer that God's not going to be with you. 
Come on. There's no place he cannot go. There's no door that can shut in his face. He says, if you'll make your bed in hell, even he's, he's even there. Come on, God. Listen, the Bible is clear. My thoughts are not God's thoughts. My ways are not God's ways. When we think we know something, we find out we don't know nothing. God's ways are just. And he's doing things that mean you don't understand and probably will never understand until Jesus Christ comes back. I know it's right. I know it's just. And I know it's going to work out for the good. Even though you don't think so. Even though you, listen, I did a marriage yesterday, a wedding yesterday in, in Pushy Bridge. And two young people don't know God. I'll be honest with you. And you know, God said, and I did it, I promised. And I, I, I promise I, I probably won't do it again. But I made a, a promise. But I had an opportunity to share Jesus. And I said, this marriage won't make it. Without Jesus. Listen, a marriage without Jesus is a hell house. Come on. A marriage that don't have Jesus to, to intervene and to give answers and to correct is a hell house. Oh, everybody looked nice. It was all dressed up, tuxedos, man, suit, everything else. But what's going to happen next week? When that glorious day is not going to be there anymore. When the bills are going to pile up and sickness might hit. What's going to happen then? When trouble comes, you start fighting and catching dogs. What's going to happen then? And I said, this is not just about a wedding day. This is a commitment to somebody. And I told that little, that little fellow, I said, you're taking another person into your life. You're responsible for her. I said, you're, I told her, you're responsible to encourage him and strengthen him. And I made them. This is, you could call me, are oh, you too forced? I, I made them pray. I said, I said, take hands right now. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Because I know they were living in adultery. And they both prayed. <laughs> and they prayed. And, and one of the, especially the lady, man, she started crying. She started weeping. This was supposed to be a glorious day, not a repentance day. <laughs> and the thing is that God put me there for a reason. And I preached the gospel. One guy said, oh, give us a little, don't, don't make it too long. I said, give me 15 minutes. So I went, oh, you got 15 minutes. I bet you regret giving me 15 minutes. Because I shared Jesus with him. Maybe not. Verse 30 says, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall be utterly fall. This is a time where we, listen, today we're in a troubled time. When the strong is going to be weak. When the young are going to be feeble as the old. Because of the time and troubles we're coming. God has made a way. I am not of this world. How many of you? Listen, I, listen, I don't want to be of this world. I don't want to hear the world. I'll, and right now, the only focus I've been putting my mind on, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's coming back. You know that? Jesus, Jesus. He's coming back for his church. I'm not going to be here much longer, praise God. Jesus, Jesus. He's going to take me into the glory with him one day, praise God. I'm going to become one of those people on them horses coming back, praise God, to, to anchor into the reign of Christ. Hallelujah. No more sickness, no more disease, no more trouble, no more bills. No more and more. Listen, it's going to be it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to get happy over here, praise God. You bet you want to run? <laughs> hey, we are living in a good time. Jesus is fixing to come back. Hallelujah. The God of all the universe. In Jeremiah, it says this, and I'm going to just read it for you. Chapter 33, verse. Call to me. And I will answer you. Thank God. I need Jesus to answer me. Praise God. I need Jesus to answer me for my sin. To take away the things that are heavy in my life. I need the peace of God in my life. I can't make it. Listen, we've been in business for a while. And it gets stressful, man. But I got to stop and say, God, please help me. <laughs> Listen, coming, passing the church, it gets stressful sometimes. But I got to say, God, please help me. I got to pray. Give me an answer, God. Call on me and I'll answer you. Call on me, and I'll answer you. And I'm going to play a song about that in a minute. But it's about calling on Jesus. He's not far off. He goes to church. You know that? He sits with you. Listen, Jesus' presence was here this morning. Praise God. We're there to worship the Lord. We're there to praise the Lord. We're there to exalt God. We're not there to exalt me or Blackie or anybody else. We're there to exalt Jesus. The praise goes unto the Lord for all that he is. He told me that this morning. He said, you tell people to praise me. You, listen, come on, somebody. You tell people to worship me. Tell people I am the way, the truth, and the life. Praise the living God for all that he is. Praise God. He loves you. Good. He's done so much for my life. I'd be doggone stupid to, to, to give it all up. Like Esau for a bowl of soup. <laughs> he sold his birthright. He wanted, to, he wanted to bless it. He wanted everything he had, but he didn't want the commitment. He didn't want the relationship. The birthright represents the born-again experience. I'm sorry. That's all I can see in that verse. When you forfeit that and sell that for just a bowl of soup, make it so cheap. Come on. It's not cheap, praise God. The thing that Esau should have had, he rejected it. Come on. Have you sold your birthright lately? And I'm, listen, I preached a message some years ago. I call it the hog pen. <laughs> I said when the, when, the, when the prodigal son left, took his father's money and, and went spending a rot, rotten living and living a wild life. And when he had nothing, he had no friends. Nobody wanted to be around him anymore. And he found himself eating out of a hog pen. And he, he, he's sitting there and he's wondering, What happened? <laughs> said, so when I had it, was in my father's house, I didn't have this. In my father's house, I had clothes, I had food, I had everything I needed, but I walked away. And now, look at me. I'm eating the slop that the pigs were eating. I'm going to tell you, the world will give you slop. Come on, somebody. The world will put you in the lowest pit it can put you in. It'll take you and it destroy your life. The devil doesn't love you. The world doesn't love you. The enemy doesn't love you. He hates you. Satan hates your very presence with a passion. 
And if he can wipe every one of us here today off this planet, he'd do it. That's how much he hates you. He hates God. He hates Jesus. He hates because he wanted to be God. Do you remember? He said he'll above, he wants to place his throne above God's throne. Probably one of the most beautiful angels God ever created. Thought he was greater than God. Call upon me and I'll answer. And I'll show you great and mighty things. How many are glad you came to church this morning? This is a word from the Lord. You can have everything God said is yours. And you can enjoy the presence of the Lord. You can, one day your life will end on this planet if the Lord don't come first. And you can die and say like Abraham, my life is full. I've lived my life to the fullest. I'm not going to leave this planet regretting anything. If God is on my side, who's going to be against me? Come on. I feel like I'm preaching a little bit. <laughs> if God be for you, who can be against you? Are you on God's side this morning? I'm almost finished, y'all. Like I said, I didn't really need to preach. They didn't enough with, with their singing. And <laughs> I like limitation. You don't have to turn there. Verse 3. Uh, chapter 3, verse 24, it says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will hope in him. Come on, think about that a minute. The Lord is your life. The Lord is your breath. The Lord is your, your existence. The Lord is your blesser. The Lord is your healer. Your Lord is your deliverer. The Lord is your, your restitution. The Lord is your resurrection one day into heaven. The Lord is my portion. Think about that. I'm going to say it. I'm going I'm I'm to want it to sink in. The Lord is your portion. The Lord is your help. The Lord is your strength. Come on, praise God. The Lord is your hope. The Lord is your glory. The Lord is your life. Everything you do and see and say is of the Lord. Man, I'll preach, bro. Why are we looking everywhere else? The world says, follow us. But the world is dying. The world is de destroying itself. It's falling apart. Yeah. Why would I want to follow the world? Come on. Why would I want to do the things the world is doing? The Lord is my portion. That sounds a little personal, huh, Ray? The Lord is your portion. In Psalms 8, uh, 18, verse 30 says, As for the Lord, he is, his ways are perfect. <laughs> what? Listen, his ways are perfect. You might not understand why he does some things, but it always comes out for righteousness. <laughs> it always comes out for holiness. It always comes out to benefit and better you. Hallelujah. You can meet our God. His ways are perfect. Don't listen to me. Look for yourself. Don't believe me. Look for yourself. There is a portion. There is a, there is a hope in this book. Hallelujah. That promises that he gives us every day. How many of us missed a lot of his promises? I have. Because I didn't understand them. 
You know, I, I, you know I, 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 I had to come to the point where that's my portion. That's my life. That's my bread. That's where I gained strength. And what he promised me. Here's our portion. God's ways is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. Uh-oh. It don't have to. It has been tested. It's been tried through all generations. From the time he said in the beginning to he said at the end where he says, come quickly, Lord. It has been tested. Men have been trying to destroy this book. There is a man back in the 1800s who said, I'm going to get to the point where there ain't going to be a Bible on the earth. I forgot his name. But now they're printing Bibles out of the same house he was living in. <laughs> Come on. God's going to show you who prints and who's going to let things happen. His word is proven. You atheist, I'm going to take your own house and I'm going to print them Bibles out of it. God's word is proven. It's tested. It's tried. It'll never fail you. If I tell you something, you could probably expect me to fail. But if God tells you something, if God speaks, well, how do I know his voice? He speaks through his word. He speaks through the spirit. And he speaks through prayer. I'm not up here preaching what I think. It ain't going to mean a hill of beans. Praise God. It's what God thinks. You remember a while back I quoted that scripture? God's word is settled in heaven. It changes not. It's not going to change for me. It's not going to change for you. It's not going to change for the government. It's not going to change for anybody. It's God's word is settled. God calls sin, sin at the beginning and still sin today. He calls, he calls people to serve him at the beginning. He's still calling them to serve him today. It's not going to change. Can a half-heartedly serve God? No. You'll never experience God with a, with a half-heartedly servant spirit. <laughs> you have to be fully sold out today. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been, I've been through some dry times in my life. I've had constantly have to say, God, I failed you. I had to rededicate and commit my life to the Lord. Lately, I've been feeling the faith of the Lord rise up and he's been sticking it in my head. Son, I am your portion. My word is life. I was driving my dump truck one day. I never forget that when, when I was just started to come past the church here. The Lord said, you tell the people to believe me. And tell them there's only one way, and that's the blood. I don't have to go and worry about what Mohammed says or what uh, such and such says. Uh, Jesus. I only got to worry about what Jesus says. People say, well, you think you have the only way? Yes. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. As one mediator between God and man. Not Mary, not Joseph, not Mohammed, not, not Buddha. Jesus. But then you saying we just have to think about Jesus? Yes. Don't worry about the rest of that garbage. Don't worry about the rest of that deception. The Bible says in the last days, false prophets will rise up. And they'll come in, in my name, even using the name of Jesus. And deceive many. If you, if you hear a preacher use the name of Jesus and it doesn't line up with his word, turn him off. That's, I'm sorry. That's, oh, but he said Jesus was Lord. But he's not preaching the Jesus of the Bible. 
If he tells you it's all right to, to, to get married to uh, uh, somebody of the same sex, if he tells you it's all right to drink, if he tells you it's all right to, to do all of those things, it ain't God. Listen, there was a man I respected for years, uh, Billy Graham, for, but he turned me off one day. Him and one of those other men, whatever preachers, they call, I don't call them preachers. I hope he repented before he died. He said this. I didn't say this. You can go look it up on the internet and see it for yourself. He said, it don't matter if you're Catholic, Muslim, Protestant. He says, as long as you have a Christ-like spirit, you're going to heaven. I said, my God. Mohammed was not a Christian. Mohammed was a demon. Come on. False religion like, like the Catholic Church. They go around and tell you, you got to pray to Mary. you got to pray to all these saints. The Bible says there's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. It's a lie. It's not true. And, and, and he says, there is only one way. And his name is Jesus. Don't mean you don't love these people. You don't pray for them, but they're not going to heaven. Come on, somebody. Somebody get mad at me when I say, Mother Teresa was not saved. She was an idolater. All the work she done, even Christian leaders say, she, she helped the poor. Well, that's fine, but she's not born again if she prayed to idols. That's tough, but it's true. Listen, you got a lot of good people doing good deeds, but they're not going to heaven. If they deny the very existence and salvation other than Jesus Christ, that's the only way. This is what the Lord requires of you, that you serve him. Emily, Lord, that's the name of the message. I didn't even have a name for it, but I got one now. <laughs> this is what the Lord requires of you, that you serve him. Let's stand up, praise God. There's just so much I can get into. I'll let you chew on that a little while. <laughs> if I ask you, bow your heads a minute. Don't look at your wife, your husband, and your children. I want you to ask you a, a simple question. Have I been serving the Lord? Have I been, have I been, listen, this, this is not to bring judgment on anybody, seriously. There's not a person in this building that doesn't need a closer walk with Jesus. All right? And I'm, I'm be the first one to confess. I have failed God. All right? The only thing I've been getting for this church and the message God's been giving me is to tell people to trust me, to draw close to me. Is there anything wrong with that? Is that unscriptural? No. You sing that song. Draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord, and I'll run after you. Boy, I like that, praise God. I like that, praise God. Hallelujah. I, I want to sing a song, amen. I got to sing something. <laughs> God is a good God, amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. God, you only know our hearts, Father God. And you know where our faith is this morning. Help us to dwell in your presence, Lord God. To enjoy your presence. And Lord, draw us close to you. Jane, come meet me up here a little minute. I love this song. I love the little bluegrass twing. 
when my ship of life is tossed in turn, I've done my selfish will. I wondered if you'll see my plight, whisper, peace, be still. Tears of gladness fills my eyes when he looks down on me. The billows have all been surrendered. It's worth everything to be in his presence. In his presence. I know he'll dry my tears according to his word. And I feel his mercy gently surround me always oh, peaceful in the presence of the Lord thank you Jesus hallelujah when he looks across this troubled land filled with madness and despair he sees his wayward children tossed aside without a care. Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, how often when I'd gather thee in the safety of the kingdom, but you turned away from me in his presence. In his presence, I know he'll dry my tears according to his word. And I feel his mercy gently surround me, always oh, peaceful in the presence of the Lord. In his presence, in his presence, I know he'll dry my tears according to his word. And I feel his mercy gently surround me, always oh, peaceful in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, of the Lord. Amen. God is good, huh? Amen.